Are you ready to get unapologetically loud about your brand? Are you ready to stop playing small and grow your business to be everything that you've ever desired? Then you're in the right place. My name is Stephanie Rollins, and I'm a digital marketing strategist and marketing coach who's ready to help you implement easy, proven marketing strategies to grow your business. We'll dive into strategies for email marketing, lead generation, social media, productivity, and we'll even have candid conversations about the craziness behind being a business owner. Welcome to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Rollins, and it is now 2023. We are in the new year. Um, things are in full swing. I hope things are going well for you. Things are definitely going well for me, um, mainly because of what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So, you know, at the end of every year, Everybody likes to kind of sit back and do some self-reflection, see what they can do better next year, how can, they can grow more next year. And, you know, I'm I'm the same way. So, um, you know, even though sometimes like we avoid self-reflection because we feel like it's a time to be critical, you know, to ourselves, self-reflection is actually really good to just kind of help you work out some of the kinks that you're experiencing in your business, in your personal life. Um I'm off to a great start and already building some really amazing habits that I am praying. I've promised myself I'm going to stick with them. So we're going to do it. But today I wanted to basically talk about some of the really important lessons that I learned last year in my business. Um, and I, I know that these lessons can help somebody out there who is listening. So I know that I have all types of listeners, people who work in um, e-com agency owners, um, coaches, course creators, and whatnot. Um, and most of these lessons really apply to people who are just starting out in the agency space, but really, um, I would just say, you know, chew, what is the phrase? Chew the meat and spit out the bones. Listen to these lessons because they can really apply to anybody. Most of these and, um, yeah, just li listen, let my pain, <laughs> let my pain help you grow. Okay. So. I want to share 10 lessons that I learned, um, and I'm going to elaborate on each of them. Again, I know this is going to help somebody out there listening. So let's go ahead and get into it. So I made some big changes in my business, changes that I felt like were really scary, but very necessary. If you don't know, I am a solopreneur. I've been working on building a team, but um, I just haven't, I feel like the best way to really build a team is to get employees versus contractors working for me. And I'm really not in a space to um, have employees right now. Contractors, I can definitely work with. Um, but employee, and I say that it's not because I can't afford it. It's it's literally me as a CEO. I just, I am not systematized enough to bring on an employee. I am not disciplined enough in my schedule to bring on an employee, so, um, and maybe I'm just thinking about it the wrong way. I may be thinking about it the wrong way. I don't know. But right now, um, it's not a huge focus. Building my team is definitely a focus, but employees is not necessarily a focus right now. But these other lessons I think are going to help me get to that point. So first of all, the first lesson I learned is you got to have core packaging in your business. So I've decided on three core packages for my particular business, and I'm not straying from that. Um, a lot of times when I come across a prospect, I have to kind of like bend myself 
to make it easier for them to work with me. But I just can't afford to do that anymore. The package is the package and the price is the price. So if you're a business owner, this is something that you should probably stick to, right? Um, now it's different if somebody comes along and, you know, the relationship can be mutually beneficial in multiple ways. You know, I, I'm definitely willing to work things out with people, but what I'm not willing to do is create cookie cutter or not cookie cutter, but customized offers for every single person that comes to work with me. I can't do it. It's it, as a solopreneur, I just simply cannot do it. I can't keep up with it and I'm not going to keep up with it. Lesson number two is focusing in and doubling down. So I'm cutting out all services that are not chat marketing services. So last year I used to, you know, take on all types of different projects. Really, I, I mean, uh, I don't want to say I was like trying to people please, but I do want to say I was trying to figure out like, what do I like doing the most? Even though I already knew it was chat marketing. So I'm not really sure why I was like taking on like all kinds of crazy projects, but just trying to figure out like, what, what is it that I love doing the most? And then also I think a part of me was kind of running away from people and their just like unfamiliarity with chat marketing in general, which I've actually figured out a great way to familiarize my target audience with chat marketing. But a lot of people are still not familiar with it. And it's really hard to educate them because they just, they literally can't like fathom the idea of a DM, an automated DM like taking care of all of their lead gen and sales needs. Like they literally can't fathom it. So I have to spend time like educating people. And some people just, again, they just don't get it. And it's okay. I'm not shading those people. It's okay. But because they don't get it, they don't see the value in paying what I charge for my chat marketing projects. So for me, I have a couple of different clients who um, I do various things for, and the goal is to phase all that stuff out by June of 2023. I am not taking on any more new clients for some of these like you know, these other things that I do. And you know, people will try to convince me like, "Oh, well, you do project management so well, or you do you know this so well." And I'm like, I get it, and I love doing that stuff too. But this is what I want to focus on. So. By June of 2023, this year, I will be phasing out all of those projects and only focusing on chat marketing projects. And that's it. Next is charging more. This is lesson number three, charging more for my services. So I did a few experiments last year where I tried to offer just to get people to see like what exactly chat marketing is and how it works. I tried offering... um smaller packages, right? And that was, I don't want to say it was a mistake because I got a lot of lessons learned from it. But what I mainly learned from it is uh, those people still needed more handholding and more education than uh, my higher ticket clients. Um, and also people just simply didn't use the work that I built, um, which is probably like one of the most frustrating things I think as a contractor, because um, sometimes like if you're not that plugged into what the client has going on, like your project can just be an afterthought. And I don't want that happening with my stuff. I actually want to help people grow with chat marketing. So I need them to actually use my stuff. Um, but that's what I noticed. Like I couldn't really hold these folks accountable to actually using my stuff. 
And um, I even had some people who would like pay for the project and then like months would go by and we hadn't even started it yet. So, you know, when, when stuff like that happens, you have to like hold space for that client. And I, I could not do it at that price point. So basically just to go a little bit more in depth, not only was the package small, it was also like a one-time fee. So it wasn't like it was like a monthly recurring fee. Um, and really I was trying to use this project package as like a way to see like, okay, who are, you know, who's going to be the client that really kicks this off. Right. Because if they can come in at this smaller package at this smaller rate and we do well there, then I can pitch them to an upsell, um, which would be like a recurring monthly service. But if they're not even using the first stuff that I, you know, that I made for them, then they're not going to use the stuff on the monthly recurring. So it just didn't make sense. I got rid of that package. I would say probably like four or five months into introducing it and like, it's just done. And even now, like my package now, you know, I have a few people who are kind of in the pipeline, but like, it's gotta be, you know, if we're going to work together, like I can't hold space for you. Like we've, we've got to move according, accordingly quickly. Right. If somebody is taking a really long time to sign on, they're probably not going to prioritize my project. And so because of that, I will be also grandfathering in my clients right now at their current rates. And then as of February 1st, 2023, I'll be raising my prices again. Not really too much, um, but on our monthly recurring package, we're going to be raising the price there because it just simply put, it's a lot of work building these chat marketing funnels. And so um, what I'm charging now is I would still say significantly less than a lot of my competitors, um, but that's okay. I, I, I understand where I'm at um, and I'm still making really great money. So, um, and I'm helping out my, the clients that I do have. So it's not a worry, but going forward, I will be charging more in general. Next, more passive funnels. I know y'all hear about this all the time. Y'all hear about passive income, this make money, you know, blah, 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 blah. I actually really need, as an agency owner, I really need a passive income side for my business. So I'll be offering more digital products and actually creating systems around them to continuously drive people into those funnels. Because one of my biggest fears, and I've I've been saying this for months now, like to my coaches, my mentors and whatnot, is that if all of my clients were to fire me right now, I just simply would not have a business. And no, ma'am, we can't do that in 2023. <laughs> like, we need to have a passive income funnel, or at least I'm not even going to call it a passive income funnel, but I need to have like a straight up way for people to purchase from me who are not ready for my services or can't afford my services, but they can still get the um, the benefits of what I have to offer. Right. And so like, I need to have something in place there. It cannot just be me just working, working, working. Cause right now, like low key, I'm trading my hours for dollars. And if you're, if you've been in business any amount of time, you should know that's not the way to do it. So we've got to switch it up. I'm in the process of putting together some awesome templates and I'm super excited about them. Um, but I have to make sure that I am like saving time or creating time to actually work on that project and get it launched. So 2023, I'm hoping maybe by the end of January that I will have these all launched. So we will see. 
Next, lesson number five is getting out of my comfort zone. So this is like a big one for me. I'm actually like really, I'm pretty scared if I'm being honest, but we've just got to, it's just got to be done. Like just period, point blank. It's got to be done. What I mean by getting out of my comfort zone, what that means for me is right now, I am working with a lot of people that I have existing relationships with. And I absolutely love my clients. Either it's an existing relationship or we have a mutual connection, right? I absolutely love my clients, but I'm I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable and I can't be comfortable. So I really have to make sure that I am setting aside time to seek out clients who don't know me, but people that I can close or people that I think would be a good fit for my business and people that I know I can help, right? Um, sometimes like the people that you already know, they benefit you, but to a sort, certain extent, and I'm not saying benefit me like in a selfish way, like we mutually benefit each other, but it's just to a certain extent, right? I feel like sometimes it could be kind of easy for people who know me to be like, oh yeah, girl, like I'll get around to your funnel or, you know, what have you. And I understand like everybody's busy, but like, I really would like to just, I really want to help people with these types of funnels. Like they're so beneficial and I just want to help people. You know what I'm saying? So I need to get some more clients on my roster who I don't know and who I can really kind of like hold their feet to the fire. And also another thing that I've done to just kind of like hold people accountable when it comes to these funnels is like actually revamping my launch process so that it literally forces my clients to use the stuff that I built for them. So for example, if somebody comes in and they want like a monthly project, but they only want to stay with me for one month, which I'm totally fine with right now, um, on our offboarding call, like we're going to launch the freaking funnel on the phone together. There's not going to be any more excuses of, oh, well, I forgot or, oh, I didn't understand. I'm providing resources and I'm providing support. I provide support anyway, but some people just still um, fully don't understand how to launch their funnels. Um, and so, you know, we're going to do it together on a call. Like we're not going to leave any room for excuses. So I have been kind of revamping my process so that people can actually use my stuff and, you know, they, they feel the return on their investment. If they don't use it, they don't get an ROI. So definitely we want to make sure that we are just implementing something new so we can kind of get some different results. Okay. Lesson number six this is all about having like better legal agreements to protect me. So since I've been in business since like 2019, I've had this like little rinky dink contract that I've been working with. And about seven months into 2022, I realized like, okay, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> this is not going to work for me anymore because there were some things that were happening and I was just like, okay, wait, this, you know, like ethically or morally, like, well, I don't even want to say ethically or morally. What I want to say is your package does not cover X, Y, and Z, but I didn't have anything in my contract to really cover me from that. Um, and so basically I had to get a new contract written up that protected me for from certain things. So for example, and also just really quickly, I just want to put like, this is a disclaimer. This is not a client shading episode. Okay. This is a lessons learned from dealing with clients, from dealing with different types of clients. 
This content is truly intended to help other people who are looking to build an agency. There are some things that you just need to, like if somebody could have told me all of this stuff before and it would have saved me a lot of time, I would have been like, okay, I get it. Thank you so much for sharing this with me. You know what I mean? But there are some things that you're going to have to learn. Like some people are going to tell you stuff and you're going to learn that way, but there's a lot of things that you have to actually experience in order for you to truly learn why or why something is not important. So for example, this contract was important. Like I said, I got like a little template from a course that I took, a chatbot course that I took and I was using it and it just was not working for me anymore. So a couple of things were happening um, that I just, I could not, I, I was saying yes to it because I was a people pleaser and I didn't want to, you know, upset my clients. But in reality, like that really it just, <laughs> it, it just wasn't working for me. And what ended up happening was I ended up not really enjoying what I was doing anymore because again, I was bending and twisting and turning and trying to make myself fit into what my clients wanted, but it wasn't mutually beneficial. So for example, you know, um, I had some clients who just weren't reviewing things in a timely manner and then wanting me to make edits like after our project has ended or they're asking me to attend a lot of meetings, um, you know, almost like an employee, or they're sending me things like really last minute or not updating me on details and expecting me to build really quickly for them. You know, um, it just, it wasn't working out for me. So I had to basically in my new contract, kind of put some things in there that basically said like, Hey, these are our guidelines. This is how we're going to work together. This is how I'm going to support you. And that's the agreement. So um, again, am I like a super stickler who's like, you know, my contract can't be manipulated or I won't go, you know, I'll sue you if you don't abide by the contract. No, come on now. Like, I don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? But I do need a tool that helps me truly navigate our relationship so that it's beneficial on both ends and not just for the client. Because uh, that's just not, it, it doesn't create a good working relationship in general. All right. Lesson number seven is setting aside time for education. So it, listen, I have a marketing podcast. I'm a total marketing geek. But last year, I really allowed myself to get caught up with client work and I was not consistently educating myself. Not good. It's not a good feeling um, because in marketing, like we just love to learn. We like to kind of dissect what other companies are doing. We like to, you know, um, duplicate what they're doing to and run tests and things like that. And I, I wasn't doing any of that because I was 100% caught up in client work. So this year I have a plan in place to make sure that I'm getting educated on a regular basis so that I can keep my mind fresh and sharp. And I'm always delivering my best to my clients. All right. Lesson number eight is to charge more, which I already talked about, but also seek out the clients who would benefit the most from DM automation. So throughout the time that I've been working in my business. Again, I've just kind of been working with clients, which is cool, but who are the clients or who are the potential clients that I could reach out to that can benefit the most from this type of service? Those are the people that I need to start really going after. So a lot of the clients that come to me, they want DM automation, but they're not really ready for it. There are certain things you need to kind of have in place to actually be ready for DM automation. One of the things that I've identified is that 
you need, and this is for clients who are really serious about DM automation and they have the bandwidth or the support to make DM automation happen, you need an in-house marketing team. So when I say like they need an in-house marketing team, what I mean is they need a, a, a team of employees who, whose sole purpose in their business is to work on their in-house marketing. Okay. And the reason why this is important is because when I have clients who have contractors that take care of their marketing for them, what ends up happening is the contractor, I feel like they're not really like that invested in what's going on. And I understand why, you know, they've got multiple clients, lots of moving parts and things like that. I totally get it. But then what ends up happening is my project is an afterthought. I cannot, if I have people paying me, I can't have my project be an afterthought. Okay. And I know what you're saying. Okay. So this is the caveat, right? I build the stuff to put it in layman's terms. I build the stuff. They implement the stuff with my support. So basically I'm sitting there and I'm leading them and I am telling them, Hey, these are the instructions to fully implement what I built for you. What ends up happening, I would say maybe six times out of 10, the contractor doesn't end up implementing or they don't implement as hard or what have you. Again, I get it. They've got multiple clients and whatnot. Um, and so they can't like really focus on what I have. But when I have people paying me every month, I can't keep coming to them and saying like, oh, well, this campaign didn't get any traffic because they're going to be looking at me like, well, why didn't it get any traffic? And if I say, well, it's because your contractor did not run the campaign, even after, you know, I could even show them, hey, this is when I followed up and, you know, this is when I did this and this is when I did that. The onus still comes on me. They're paying me, right? So I know what you're probably thinking. And I actually just thought of this right now because as I'm saying it out loud, I'm just like, well, Stephanie, why don't you hire somebody who can implement it for them? And mm, it, it's actually something I may consider. Because there can't be any excuses as to why like my work's not being used. But for, I think what I could do is charge a little bit more for that person. I actually don't like, for security reasons, I actually don't like having access to clients' social media accounts directly. I really don't. Like Instagram stays getting hacked. Facebook is always asking for verification. And don't even get me started on Google. Every time I try to log into Google, Google is hemming me up like I'm, you know, a, a, a predator in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, a, I'm like, I can't with Google because like, I just can't. And so it's just a lot to go through like the back and forth, you know, can you send me this verification code? Can you send me, you know, like, it's just way too much that I just don't have time for. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, I probably could hire somebody to help me with that, to do that specifically, um, if that's the bottleneck, um, or I could charge more and do more campaigns for that client and make sure that they have an in-house marketing team. I don't know. It's something to think about now that I brought it up and now that I've kind of talked it through, but really that's the biggest hangup when I'm working with clients is that they just don't have somebody reliable. And again, this is not shady. This is just the reality of what I'm seeing happening. They don't have somebody reliable to truly implement the campaigns that I'm giving them. So, you know, as after some time, I start looking and I'm like, hmm, this person has spent tens of thousands of dollars with me and they're they're not 
getting any traffic to their campaigns. And it's not because the campaigns don't work. It's because the contractor's not running any traffic to the campaign. The project becomes an afterthought, um, you know? And so it just doesn't feel good, which is why I would like to seek out clients who have an in-house marketing team. They're solely responsible for making sure that things get launched and um, that, you know, the marketing is consistent and projects are, you know, they're, they're getting up off the ground. All right. Lesson number nine. There are 10 of these lessons, by the way. I don't think I told y'all that <laughs> before, but lesson number nine, time blocking y'all. Oh my goodness. Time blocking has been a game changer for me. Okay. Like if you're a solopreneur like me and you have a lot of schedules to manage like me, kids, husband, clients, and now a new puppy, like you really need to have time to sit down and focus and get specific tasks done instead of just kind of like sitting down and being like, okay, well, what's next? Like looking at your to-do list and being like, okay, well, let me just pick one. No, what I started doing is I started turning my phone off, making sure that my notifications are off. And this includes like, even if my phone is on, I still will have notifications off for certain things. Like for example, on Messenger, I have a few clients messaging me on Messenger. I mute their conversations. It's not because I don't want to talk to them. It's because I know me and I know my work style. And I know that if I answer one message, I'm going to answer the next five. I'm going to be looking out for the next five. So like, I just have to turn off my new notifications, put my phone somewhere else. And in my calendar where I have my time, uh, where I have my stuff time blocked, my calendar like time blocked off, it's marked as busy, meaning you cannot book a meeting with me at the time. And there are the tasks that I'm going to be focusing on. Um, now, I don't do this all the time simply because like I don't have to. Sometimes, you know, I can go into like my work block area and I know exactly like what I'm going to be working on. Right. But there are some times where it's like, OK, no, I got to focus on X, Y and Z. So this is what we got to get done. Um, and then also time blocking for just my client projects, my client projects my content, which I'm about to talk about next. And then also my, you know, my passive projects. So like, those are all things that I have to prioritize. So time blocking, if you've not tried it, all, this is what you need to do. These are the steps to get started. Number one, sit down and open up your calendar on your computer. Number two, create, look at the, the week ahead of you, right? And look and see like, okay, where do I have open spaces where I don't really have anything big going on, where I can sit aside one to two hours of focused time, right? Where I know I don't have to be interrupted if I set it up that way. Block off that time and make sure that, especially if you're using Google Calendar, make sure you have yourself marked as busy so that nobody can uh, book a time with you. Like if they have your calendar link or something like that, so that they can't book a time with you. Okay, mark it as busy. Write your tasks that you're going to complete in the description. That way you actually get it done. You know what you're going to be working on. This even works for like, if you're somebody who likes to plan your week for success, like let's say on Sunday, sit down. If you know there's some stuff that you've been meaning to get done and you just haven't gotten it done, write it in your calendar. I live by my calendar. So if it's not on my calendar, it's just not happening um, for work, at least, you know, personal stuff, you know, it can be a little bit flexible, but even for personal things, like if it's something that has to get done, I got to put it on my calendar. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. Time blocking will change your life, friends. I'm telling you. Okay, number 10. This is the last lesson. Prioritizing content. Oh, y'all. Y'all, I just, 
I'm not going to lie. I'm embarrassed. As a marketer, I'm just straight up embarrassed. If you go and look at my Instagram right now, today is January 10th. Um, but actually hold on by the time this episode publishes, then I should be, (laughs) I should be back up and running, but y'all, I have not posted content since like literally April of 2022. It's embarrassing. Okay. So last year I lost, um, one of my best assistants. Oh, I love her so much. And I actually really miss her. Um, but she was so amazing and she did such a wonderful job with helping me like stay on top of like just, you know, posting content on my Instagram and um, even on my TikTok. Like she just held me accountable and she just did a really great job, but she had to leave for some personal reasons. She had some stuff going on and it was just really best for her to just take care of herself and her family versus like worrying about like what I have going on in my business. And so, um, you know, we parted ways. We actually still talk today and she's doing a lot better, which is great. But y'all, I haven't posted since she left. That is not good. That is not good. And I'm looking at my notes right here and it says, I just didn't have the bandwidth, but I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I do have the bandwidth. I'm just not making the time for it. Here's what's happening. I'm not making the time for it. I'm overestimating what it takes to actually create the content and be consistent with the content. And also I'm just straight up like scared. I'm being a scaredy cat and like it just needs to stop. So I'm calling myself out right now so that I can hold myself accountable is something that I need to start prioritizing. And I'll tell you why. So like before, when I'm just getting clients and my clients are coming from like existing relationships and things like that, that's one thing, okay? When I'm trying to move into a space in my business where I have to get in front of people that I don't really know a lot about and they don't know a lot about me, I have to be consistent on social media. Like it, it there's just no excuse, right? So, and in addition to that, like people, they're loving consuming content right now. Like it's just something that I have to do. It's something that I have to make happen. So, you know, I can't use it as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm, I'm booked with clients or, you know, being booked and busy. Yeah. That was cute. I feel like in 2018, like that was really cute. Now it's like, yeah, I want to be booked, but I also want some peace and me being consistent, consistent with my content and running traffic to my uh, passive funnels, like to the templates that I'm going to be building, that's what's going to bring me the peace that I'm looking for. So I really have to get consistent with that. Um, it's important, right? That's something, an op- a huge opportunity that I feel like I've missed out on for the last two years. So I cannot let it slide this year again. So those are my top 10 lessons that I learned from 2022. Um I hope you enjoyed this episode and I really hope that this helped you out in some sort of way. Like I said in the beginning, like, you know, I'm an agency owner and I'm also a solopreneur and that needs to change this year. I need to build a team for sure. But I know that these lessons can help out a lot of different types of entrepreneurs who are listening to this episode. So again, thank you so much. Make sure to share this episode if you found it helpful and make sure to rate the podcast five stars. I'm always gonna be dropping nuggets like this. So make sure to go ahead and rate it five stars. Make sure to go ahead and follow the show wherever you are listening. And I will see you next time. You're going to be seeing me more frequently on the podcast. Again, I'm holding myself accountable to making sure that I am prioritizing my content this year. So you're going to be seeing me a lot more and hearing from me a lot more. So I will see you next time. Have a good one.